Over the past week, new COVID cases have tripled from a month ago. The Delta variant is leading the way in states where vaccination rates are low. In New Orleans, it's threatening major events like Jazz Fest. Republican Senator Marco Rubio was vaccinated late last year, but he tells CBS this morning he can't force others to do the same. This is really not a partisan issue. I don't care what the polling says. At the end of the day, the vaccine is the vaccine, and it's a human thing, and either you take it or you don't, and there are some people that don't want to be vaccinated, and you won't convince them. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame, and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. Like Well, hello there. How are you on this Wednesday, July 21st, 72121? This is the somewhat for profit venture, joint venture known as the Stone on Air radio show and later disguised as a podcast download. It is the radio show that just comes on the radio sometime. You know, whenever we can get around to it. Show up when you can there, Brian. Show up when you can. First day being on the air this week. <clears throat> Likely, uh, I think the idea is to be here with you on, on Friday at 10 o'clock as well. 92.7 is the radio station you're listening to right now. Or you went to stoneonair.com and downloaded the show to listen to Whenever you feel like it, either way works uh, well. One works better than the other, but they both work in whichever capacity you decide to find the show. My name is Brian Stone. He is Keon Rose and a little bit gray and uh, kind of, I don't know, dreary looking right now, but that apparently is going to get out of here. We're going to get back to a blazing hot uh, summertime July afternoon today and tomorrow from what I've just heard in the forecast. Always got a chance for those stray storms as it has been wet as hell for the last week. And uh, I'm tired of it. I can't I can't find a window to cut my grass. I want to cut my grass. I like I don't look for reasons not to cut the grass. Uh, it doesn't take very long. I don't have a very big yard. I cannot carve out a dry hour window since like Friday. And uh, it's beginning to be kind of a jungle out there. But uh, that's just southern first world problems. I guess. Coming up on the show today, which will be from the hours of 10 a.m. and 11, I'll get you three pieces of audio I threw together really quick last night. The worst idea, the realest thing, and the coolest thing all coming up here in about, what time is it? As I never don't even know what time the show starts half the time. Uh, yeah, in about uh, seven minutes from night, right now or so. In the second, third segments of the show, um, in I've got a handful of highlights that I um, I haven't gotten to that I'm going to bounce around for a minute or two in the middle segment. But the main thing I want to discuss is the first little line I wrote here on my notes to self here is, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything is just what I wrote to myself. And then on the second segment line that I wrote to note to self here, it says, everybody is stupid. Everybody is stupid. 
And um, that's a wide sweeping generalization that's not entirely true, but it's close. And I'm going to give you some anecdotal reasons as to why I say that from the last couple of days and go from there. See where it where it heads. Basically, just kind of a bounce around middle segment. And then the final segment of the show, since I last talked to you, Brian Johnson, the now soon-to-be former superintendent of Hamilton County, is uh, of Hamilton County Schools, is now taking a job at U.S. Express. What? One of these things is not like the other. One of these jobs is not the same. Um, and I went to social media to try to get a better feeling for what people were thinking about this, and I didn't get the the. I didn't get the, the, I don't want to say the answers or the responses that I necessarily was expecting because I didn't really know what to expect, but I didn't get anything that definitively made me feel any different about that thought of, of that decision. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about that on the way out the door in the final segment of the show. Um, real fast, uh, just for a minute or two, the uh, NBA Finals last night was, uh, was just plain badass. It was just cool. And normally in... Um, in situations where my team gets beaten in the postseason, which when I call the Hawks my team, that is such a stretch. I mean, they, I might be a, a fan for life now. I might be able to count this as something going forward. This year would not have counted. I'm total bandwagon, but they sucked me in. And when my team loses, whoever we lose to, I root against to death. I, just, I, I hope they humiliate themselves. I hope they lose every game they ever play for the rest of their lives. I, I, and most of the time, I can't, even, I can't even turn it on. Like Quite literally, it makes me sick to my stomach. Braves lose to the Dodgers. Ain't watching the Dodgers in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something that feels very bad about that. And I'm sure, sure as hell not going to root for them. But I'm not even going to watch. I didn't watch last year's World Series. Um, that's been true my whole life. The postseason is over. When my team lose, I didn't watch the Nats win that World Series. But I didn't watch a second of that. I knew what happened. <laughs> I saw the box scores, but right. I didn't watch any of it. But going into the to to this season, I uh, and I and in the last couple of years of just barely paying attention, I'm a big city of Milwaukee fan. Love that city. I've only been there once, but I loved it. And I've I've been in the Midwest, up in the Chicagoland area, a bunch. So it's not that far away. So I know a little. And I know a lot of people from Milwaukee. And, and Green Bay, I screw Green Bay. That place sucks. But Milwaukee's fantastic. So I, I and and uh, the you know Giannis is there's nothing to not like. And I I started to hate them halfway through the Hawks series, but then it wasn't real hate. Just like it wasn't real fandom that brought me there to begin with. And watch them do it. I didn't watch a ton of the entire finals, but last night, man, that place Milwaukee was on fire. They played a great game. Good series. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved it. Your thoughts quickly. You'll spend more time on it about an hour from now. But yeah, I mean, Giannis. I I think that he's hater proof. Like you can want to not like him if you want to. You can't do it. But but it's not possible. <laughs> the only way you could do it if he if they his they his team had an arch rival. I don't think Milwaukee has an arch rival. It's not the Bulls. It's not like the Bulls and the no Bucks hate each other. There isn't uh, if there are rivalries anymore in the NBA. They're out west. There really isn't anything going on in the East, which I, I kind of hate a little bit, lament that a little. Would be nice if there was a l- little bit more uh, rivalry hate. I think that's just been because of the lack of competition the last 10, 15 years in the East. It seems like it's getting a little bit better, but um, 
anyway, this idea that that the NBA is falling off and it's you know it's it's not on radars. Young people love the NBA. I was just thinking about some friends of mine and their kids that are big Giannis fans and just thinking about how happy they were. This this idea, I'll never watch the NBA again. Yeah, you weren't what you tired old man. Get out of here. <laughs> it wasn't your sport to begin. You with. weren't watching it to begin with. And when you get the when you when we get back to where we are to normalcy to the Deer Park as they call it last night outside the stadium. I mean, I bet there was some property damage last night in Milwaukee. I yeah, I mean, I, I saw a guy climbing a tele- telephone pole, and I was like, this is just the beginning. I saw the overhead, and there was, you know, the, the gate barricades that you would put up anywhere, but like in front of a stage or wherever around. Mm-hmm. They were passing them around the entire crowd. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to go well no. for anybody. Uh, it's not just West Virginia and Ohio and think of some other areas where you're used to couches burning after championships. It's everywhere mm-hmm. in the country for some reason. Well, there's lots of alcohol and idiots involved. That goes to my middle segment. Everybody is stupid. Um, there's stupid stuff happens, but uh, boy, I would have loved to have been in the middle and involved with all that last night. So the NBA is alive and well. And if you say it's not, it's just because you're ignorant and you don't know, or you're just a hater, or you're just a downright racist who likes to see uh, a predominantly African American sport fail. And it's not failing, and you're wrong. So that was cool. Bucks win in six. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Um, on Monday, I planned on doing a canned show. Uh, that's slang for a recorded show. And I was going to talk uh, tax cuts, the uh, child tax credits, and um, where the legal marijuana industry has gone in different kinds of ways of, of producing the products. Uh, that got shelved. And... Um, I don't feel like those topics anymore. So maybe we'll come back around to those at some point. They're both important, uh, interesting topics to to uh, go down that road. So if you're waiting for the 72-hour tease on Monday, I apologize. We'll come back around and do that again at some other time. Maybe next Monday. They're both uh, topics that are not time-sensitive uh, because they affect uh, you in some way, form, or fashion, or somebody you know long-term. So we can talk about that at a later date. So let's get to uh, the three pieces of audio I have here to round down the first segment of the show. We'll start with the worst idea. This is uh, the, I'm starting to come back around to this. At first I was like, cool, we're going to space. That's neat. And then I start to see more and more people who are like, this is dumb. What the hell? Why are we even doing this? And I'm, I'm swinging back around to that to like, yeah, seriously, billionaires playing around in space. Wow! Yay! Let's get let's get excited. This is the future generations. Yeah, let's let's get excited about a group of guys doing something two governments did like forty years ago, yeah, fifty it, years ago. It, it's 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 pretty stupid. This is today's worst idea. It's Nuga Radio ninety two point seven, the Stone on Air podcast. It is right in front of us. It is right in front of you. When these things like billionaires going into space, and it's not even space, it's just higher levels of the atmosphere so they can stroke their egos. When these things are happening, they're f- laughing at us and saying things just like this. I also I want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. 
They're thanking you because we've paid for that. We've paid for them to go play in space. This is in the midst of a pandemic that is still going on. All right. The Delta variant is not some myth. All right. Look what happened in India when they declared victory, for example, and they're getting just ravaged right now. It's coming to us. It's already happening in certain states. Right. It's just in the beginning stages. And in the last year, again, when tens of millions of Americans lost their jobs, small businesses were closed. People lost health insurance. Right. People faced homelessness and all this. Billionaires made a ton of money and now they're playing in space. It's right the in front of you. Yeah, nobody uh, profited more from the pandemic than Amazon. They were already making bukus of billions and it went through the stratosphere, pardon the pun-ish, um, with the stay-at-home purchasing all across the country last year. This is today's realest thing. Keon, you and uh, Jeff were talking about this. I think as the, the show went off the air, I don't know if you were on the air or not, uh, this is Tom Brady at the White House yesterday, today's realest thing. It didn't look great there. At one point, we were 7-5, and five, struggling a little bit, um, as the president alluded to. Um, but we found our rhythm. We got on a roll. Not a lot of people uh, you know, think that we could have won. And um, In fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. I understand that. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing. And they started calling me Sleepy Tom. <laughs> Why would they do that to me? Yeah, it's so good. I think I heard, overheard you say, uh, Keon, that he's as marketable now after 20 years than he ever has been, and you're so right. Yeah, I love the guy, and I hated him for 20 years. What happened? I have no idea. Maybe it's just something about New England and, and the, the Patriot way. Tom Brady, relaxed Tom Brady is fun. Where's the Where was the exact pivot? I don't know, but I see the guy, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this man. <laughs> I hated him for so long. I could do a whole segment on that, but I don't have time for it. I got about a minute and a half here. This is... um. For no reason other than I just feel like it. Found it on TikTok. It is a about a little less than 60 seconds. A compilation of Jon Stewart on uh, Tucker Carlson's show in 2004. So quite some time ago when Tucker was on CNN and basically just calling him stupid the whole time. And it's just worth listening to. Today's coolest thing. Stewart, who was just lecturing us on our moral inferiority. John, you're bumming us out. Tell us, what do you think of the Bill O'Reilly vibrator story? No. I'm sorry? I don't. I'm here to, to confront you because we need help from the media, and they're hurting us. I made a special effort to come on the show today because I have mentioned uh, this show as being uh, uh, bad. It's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. <laughs> So I, I wanted to but come he here today let me, and say, wait, wait, no, I just, no, let me, here, here, here's just one, what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop, 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 stop hurting America. Okay. I watch your show every day and it kills me. I can tell you a lot. It's it. so, oh, it's so painful to watch. Your partisan, um, what do you call it, hacks. Wait, John, wait. Like, let me, let me, you have a responsibility to the public discourse. And you, you fail miserably. I think you're a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. You're on CNN. Say. My, the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. Pr uh, what do they call that show? Prank Yankers? Crank Yankers. Crank Yankers, yeah. <laughs> Literally puppets making prank phone calls leading into his satire news story. 
And uh, they were comparing themselves, or Tucker was comparing himself to his show. Anyway, that was John Stewart on Tucker Carlson like 20 years ago. This is New Radio 92.7. You're listening to the Stone on Air Radio Show. On Nougat Radio 92.7. So news out of my home state of Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn told Taylor Swift she should be grateful that Marsha is in office because if the Democrats had their way, this would be a socialist country, and in a socialist country, women ain't allowed to sing and dance and entertain and stuff. Are you me? That's not socialism, Marsha. That's authoritarianism, also known as y'all's number one jam. You really going to act like we're the side that loses our minds whenever artists start twerking on the devil or rapping about their moist vaginas and stuff like that ain't us that's y'all we love that shit. we're the official party of twerking on the devil you can have twerking on the devil from us when you pry from our cold gay hands okay i swear these people are immune to irony she's one of the leading faces of a party known for telling women to stay in the kitchen with their mouths closed and their ankles covered and she's gonna say some shit like this because that's not how socialism works it's not how any of this works you know i said before and i'll say it again but thank god for taylor swift as a tennessean you know because like it just gives me comfort to know that all around the globe people find out about her and where she's from and maybe they think oh i guess not everyone from tennessee is as backwards and ridiculous as that handmaid's tail ass bigot bot bitch marshall blackburn His name is Trey Crowder. Him and like two other guys do a bunch of the red, you know, total rednecks, and it's not really a shtick. They really are southern rednecks, but super liberal or partially liberal anyway. This is brand new from the Foo Fighters. If it sounds familiar to you at all, it's because you heard it on that. I think it's a Dodge Ram commercial. Which, if I was. 22 years old, I'll be like, Foo Fighters are sellouts, man. Putting your songs on a commercial, that's lame, bruh. But as a somewhat put-together adult who does enjoy profiting on my talents, I say, bring it on. Put it on every commercial you can put it on. <laughs> put it in a Dodge commercial and a Ford commercial. Just yeah. do it. Throw in Chevy, too. Let's confuse everybody. <laughs> the song's called Making a Fire. It's absolutely awesome. Let it roll for a second. I've waited a lifetime to live. It's time to ignite. I'm making a fire. Little different sound, a little poppier than normal. I love it. Love, 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 love it. All right, I'm Brian. He's Keon. It's New Radio 92.7. Here with you until the top of the hour. And Keon will finish out the morning with you. NBA Finals done. Bucks out of Milwaukee are your champions. So the the point for this segment is I don't have a specific point other than I was just annoyed here recently and I hear recently nothing all the time um, of just how confused people are. How confused people are. Like all the people. Not some of the people, all the people. And uh, I'll touch on that here in just a minute, especially also seeing this... um, Headline below the fold in the in the local section of the TFP today. Again, I'll get to that in a minute. Just a couple of things real quick over the course of the last couple of weeks, week or so, I should say. Not a couple of weeks, last week, because I haven't been here with you since uh, Friday. Canada letting U.S. citizens in starting uh, August 9th if you're vaccinated. Of course, they can tell you you have to prove it. You can't tell me I have to prove Actually, we can. We're Canada. Shut up. Get out of here. You want to come into Canada? Prove it. If not, 
Stay down in your crappy USA. Uh, that'll be August 9th. Volkswagen ending the Passat. Uh, that's, I, I think, good. That's a, such a stupid, stupid car. Um, it has fallen off when it first was introduced, reintroduced in 2012. They sold 117,000 of them. They've now plummeted down to around 15 to 20,000 per year. Um, I remember when they announced that the new the new car coming to uh, Volkswagen. Everybody got excited. You know the uh, the factory had been open for about one or two years at that point. Oh seven was the announcement, and I believe eleven was when it opened officially. And in twelve, it was like, hey, we got a brand new car coming, the Passat. I was like, that's not new. There's been a Volkswagen Passat for decades. Except they had discontinued it for a minute or two and brought it back. And it was just a very, like, really? The brand new cars meet the new car, the same as the old car? Well, they're getting rid of it. Uh, According to studies, let's see, it says uh, the pandemic recession of last year lasted for two months. Two months. It hit like a derailed train, was hugely destructive, but short-lived. The recession that broke out with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic lasted just two months. Officially ended in April of 2020. That makes it the shortest downturn on record, according to the Committee of Economists Economists, that determines when recessions begin and end. That's a pretty long, weird, not official sound. The Committee of Economists that determine when when recessions begin and end. It started in what? I guess February and ended in April. I mean, I got it from the Times Free Press. It comes from the Associated Press. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, having having lived through. This is not, this is not real. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I, I, I took economics in, in college and I think had broadcasting somehow not worked out for me, that would have been the direction that I chose to go in. And honestly... I don't know what economists do. Well, you still have a chance to make that pivot if you need to. <laughs> I, I would rather not. Not if I'm going to say stuff like that. <laughs> I would say it just started in April. Yeah. What ended in April? What What a weird... We, we started getting our like lockdown you know, orders in March. It didn't... And and the and, and if, if the, maybe... I can only think that maybe the, the first round of, of stimulus relief, they believe... Whoever they is somehow rose out of. The, I just don't. I don't. It's not real. It's just, it's just a stupid headline that was right out of the Times Free Press from the Associated Press. It's not a local uh, reporting from from the TFP. But anyway, all right. So just a couple of headlines I wanted to get to real quick. I'll probably talk some about the uh, the Olympics on Friday as it gets started in Tokyo and how big of a disastrous. Speaking of economy and economists and money, how big of a, a bath they're taking there. We'll save that for uh, the end of the week. So I, my reasoning for uh, going down this road for the rest of this segment is, um, which I've get again. I don't even know how long my segments are anymore. It's I thought this one was longer than it is, so maybe it'll spill in the next segment. I don't know. I have to go quick here. But um, the greater point is, most people are pretty dumb, man. It really it's it's wild. Most people walking around just say stuff, just say stuff, and I'm I'm using my and and a lot of times these are just saying stuff about things that are important. Everything I'm going to tell you right now is not really all that important. That's Trey Crowder talking about Marshall Black, Marshall Blackburn, um, our Trump-like senator, female-style Trump-like senator, says that Taylor Swift should be happy that she that she, that 
Marshall Blackburn is a representative of the state of Tennessee because the Democrats want socialism and socialism won't let women sing and dance. That's not real. Too. That, that like, that's, says, says who? It's completely made up. It's yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's just, just, a, it's it's just completely made up. I mean, the, the marching orders are, for, are, from, are from Donald Trump. He makes things up, and now so does everybody else. Marge Taylor here on, uh, 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 she got a 12-hour timeout because of her making things up. She I don't have the uh, the exact tweet here because Jeff took half the paper with him. I only have the front, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care what she said. We all can just make something up, and you might be close. <laughs> you might, you might, because you're all, because it's all made up. That the Twitter timeout for 12 hours is a communist-style attack. Um, and I just, the more rhetoric, she's, she's learned the rhetoric of Trump more than anybody. Uh, where is it? She calls, uh, let's see, Twitter, Facebook, and the rest of the Silicon Valley cartel are working hand in hand with the White House to censor Americans. So this is just one of the things that people are walking around hearing and then they regurgitate it. And, um, and so what I'm, the examples I'm going to give you from the last week or so, I deal with all the time, but I just had an overload of it here recently. At my day job, I kind of work in my little workstation. is It's so annoying. It's awful. It's kind of Grand Central Station uh, of the of the company. It, traffic. I just got foot traffic all over the place. It's like you know, Saturday Live uh, uh, could do a bit on it, making copies. You know, the copy guy, whatever. Like just just dumb conversation left and right. And so, people who don't know me as well, the people who know me well, know to leave me the hell alone. Like I don't, I don't care about the. Don't you dare talk to me about how wet it is out there, because you, you know I want to fight you. <laughs> but we have a lot of new people that come and go, and, um, and there's a lot of turnover in certain departments. And I'm not even mad at some of these people because I get it. We're trained to want to, you know, have an elevator speech kind of thing, which I think there's no such thing. There's no story that needs to be told on any I don't care if it's the Empire State Building there is no story that needs to be told on an elevator ride I, shut the bleep up I think as Americans we are afraid of silence we are which, we, we which think, annoys me we think silence is somehow you're being rude by not interacting in something so but I don't fault especially a lot of these guys are younger guys most of them are younger than me the ones that are coming and going and they'll start like um they know I listen. You know, I have I have Atlanta sports radio on every day. I'm listening on Braves talk. Sometimes the Braves games are on. Everybody knows I'm a sports guy, Braves fan. And they'll try to just bring up random stuff to talk to me about. And, or I'll hear them interacting if there's four or five of them in the room and they're doing what they're doing. And then I hear this and, hey, and I heard this out here in the market about this. And I'm like, that's not true. That's not real. You just made that up. That's like, I know that's not true. Now, I'm not going to butt in and say, hold on, guys. Slow down. I need to. I need to be the fact check because this is just this is stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And one or two of the guys, and one in particular recently, was just like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I heard um, Braves are about to get uh, Craig Craig Kimbrell. He's a closer for the for the Cubs. Every p- team in the league wants Craig Kimbrell. Technically, most of them can't afford them. Most of them aren't going to mm-hmm. make that trade. But every single team is inquiring. And I was like, yeah, no, man, that's not going to happen. He's like, no, no, I I, uh, I heard that it, it, it's probably going to happen. I was like, Dude, I'm the guy you come and ask if this, if you don't tell me, I know. Especially a, a trade that big. Yeah, so again, this is a very trivial, arbitrary uh, uh, example. 
But there's just so many of these. There's like it's just it's just words. It's just stuff I heard. I'm talking. I'm thinking. I'm hearing. I'm not thinking. I'm hearing things. Oh no, I saw that on Twitter. And then I'm fine. And you're talking to somebody who knows. And then you then you say no no no. I'm pre- I, I'm pretty sure. No, you don't know. Now import all the extreme things that are coming from every lying corner of Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else and insert that same dummy who wants to go around talking to people left and right to often people who are just as dumb as he is. That's the spread of miss and dis and wrong information. That's just talking about a closer for a baseball team. Who cares about that, right? Brian, that's a dumb example. It's actually not really a dumb example. Because that information is just as easily as readily available. And even if it's not a lie and misinformation, it's just rumor. Rumor's fine. Rumor's gossip, gossip, rumor. But you, I can't believe everybody doesn't understand what's going on. How can you not believe it? How can you not believe it when, when we got people just walking around left and right saying bogus information, whether they're doing it on purpose or not? And the, pro, and the, the worst part is most of them really aren't doing it on purpose. Everybody's just kind of stupid. Everybody's just pretty dumb. That includes me on many things. This is New Grader 92.7. Stone on air on New Radio 92.7. Welcome back in. This is brand new from Jade Bird. Had her in the studio a couple months back. I am in love with this young lady. I don't even know the name of this song. Doesn't matter. It's a new one. Just look it up. But Jade Bird knew. Or just make something up. And then tell everybody you see today. I heard Brian said that this song's called I Love You. You heard it. Hey, guess what I heard? It's Nougat Radio 92.7, the Stone on Air radio show and podcast. Later get it at stoneonair.com. And I just I, I bring all that up and segue into this with Brian Johnson because uh, the, the now soon-to-be former superintendent, which is puzzling to say the least to me. Um, in the end, it might just be as simple as this job sucks and I don't want it anymore. Uh, it very well might be that simple. But I really do think that, you know, I mean, well, I know, I believe, I know that the majority of the establishment of government from top to bottom, from the start of the 250 years ago to now, don't really want a very intelligent um, society. They really don't. Uh, the, the smarter we are, the easier it is to figure them out. Now, I don't also don't think there's an act of war against people. Well, I don't know. Actually, there kind of is. This this whole idea that everybody's running around losing their bleep over the uh, critical race theory, which nobody had even heard of before three months ago. It's a it's a complete buzzword thing now to where everybody, all the Marge Taylors and and all the uh, Bro Barts out in uh, Lawrence, uh, out in uh, Colorado, which I've got I've got a segment to do on that idiot. This 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 woman got arrested for petty crime left and right for years. Just a trash tr- redneck trash Colorado and uh, Laura 
Brobert, whatever her name is. Anyway, these types, Marco Rubio, because he knows he's he, he's smart. He's actually, he's smart. He just knows his constituents are dumb. All these people just, you know, mock this or, or uh, regurgitate this critical race theory is bad. Oh, yeah? Explain it to me. What is it? I'm dumb. I'm just a caveman over here. I don't even know what critical race theory is. Marge Tyler, explain it to me. Tell me what, it's racist. Tell me what it is. Tell me, hey, all you Marge wannabes with your bleached blonde hair with your black roots showing, tell me what it is. Explain it to me. Talk to me like I'm five. Tell me. You can't. They can't. They can't do it because they don't know what it is. And it's never been taught, in, in uh, at least in curriculum in this area of the country. It's always been an elective in college. The conversation has just been, should it be? Could it be? What should we do? How should we, how should we update curriculum? We need to get this out of our schools. It's not in your schools. It was never there in the first place. It was place. never yeah, just there a, in the first place. Nonsense. So these are the these are the same people that walk around telling me what the Braves are going to do when they don't know because they saw it on Twitter. These are the same people that think that whatever nonsense they saw about Taylor Swift is the next thing that they're going to regurgitate to the next dummy who doesn't know and probably doesn't really even care. And then takes that, well, so and since then it comes up somewhere else. Insert thing that was said over here the other day. Oh, yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. Numbnut over the other day was telling me what he thought or saw. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And you don't know and you don't care. But we're, we, so, we're so conditioned to just butt in. Yeah, we just accept hearsay. More readily than I think ever, because it's just, ah, I just saw it on Facebook. I just saw it on Twitter. So you don't even think about where the information came from anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's a, uh, it just makes you feel good. You just roll with it. There was a great meme or something I saw. Maybe it was a piece of audio. I can't remember uh, where it was, you know, boomers to, to, to Gen Xers and to, uh, and to millennials, to the, the, the Internet generations. Don't you know? Don't believe what you hear, what you read on their internet. That was kind of the the thing you would hear from the boomers and the newspaper readers when somebody would come with an a different perspective on something. Oh yeah, we believe everything you read on the internet. Well, yeah, you can, those same numbnuts now are the ones that are banging out the emails saying, "Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see th-? the same people that yelled at the young people to stop believing everything they read on the internet?" Now believe everything they read on the internet all day, every day. And because it is a very vi- there's very viable information. There's plenty of information to believe on the internet. The lack of regulation, though, is, uh, and that's a whole other conversation for another day, is troubling. But anyway, all that to say, it's just, it's terribly frustrating. And it's dangerous. But so, um, back to Brian Johnson. He's stepping down in, on uh, August 17th. To go work at U.S. Express. This is from the Times Free Press. Johnson will be the U.S. Express chief of staff, reporting directly to CEO Eric Fuller and tackling strategic multi-departmental initiatives in the newly created role, Fuller said. U.S. Express is a monster of a company founded in 1986 by Max Fuller. I can only assume Eric Fuller is a, you know, somewhere akin to Max. 
Started with 48 trucks in 1986. They now have 10,000 employees, 7,000 trucks. Um, Johnson, who made more than $250,000 a year, a quarter of a million dollars a year, and is among the state's highest paid superintendents, said money didn't motivate the decision to change his professional course. Quote, I was well compensated. Compensation wasn't a motivator for me to step out of public education. Continue to say it really is strictly about understanding when is the right time to pass a leadership torch and make sure we hand it off the right way. Well, if that isn't the most bogus statement ever, first of all, you're leaving in three and a half, four weeks. You're not passing the baton to anybody. They're scrambling to find a uh, interim superintendent, which they've named uh, her, uh, which I'll get to in just a moment as we wrap up the show. And you did it right before the new uh, semester starts, coming out of one of the most tumultuous years in all of public education for everybody involved. This was, I can't imagine why this would be anywhere, what did he say, the right time to pass a leadership leadership torch and make sure we hand it off the right way. Look, I'm not a child. I understand that adults lie. I understand adults lie for a reason. You know, if if I'm watching any sport and somebody screws up and their coach goes, yeah, it's not really his fault, I, I get why the coach is lying to me. I, I don't get why he's lying to me, is my point. Yeah. I, what, what, what is the purpose of saying this isn't about money? Because it's clearly about money or the desire to no longer be in public service. It might not be, have to do with money because I don't know this position. Uh, this uh, U.S. Express is not uh, announcing because they don't have to. They're a private company. What he's being paid. Is it one step away from the CEO of a massive logistics company? Is that a $250,000 paying job? Might not be. Maybe it's only two hundred, But I'm sure it's way into those, those figures. Um, it I could be just as simple as, I need, I, this job sucks. Yeah, <laughs> this job sucks. I don't like it. And they gave me a great opportunity. I, I feel like you can find a way to tactfully say that though, yeah. without without just flat out lying. Saying I, that this <laughs> is the best time to pass the torch. This it, is the worst time to do what you're doing, Brian Johnson. Um, I'm all for taking the next steps and 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 enriching and empowering your life, especially through your occupation. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't fault him. You just there's also you just don't have to say anything. Like yeah, did, that's also true. You didn't have to say that. You could have just said money wasn't a factor. Uh, I needed this change in my life, and um, and I wish the 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 county well, and uh, onward and upward, or something like that. It's not like you're not in. A, you're now leaving a position of scrutiny out from the public. You're going to a private scrutiny situation. Yeah, if you're not going to get there, and then your employees say. What did you say in the paper earlier today? Like, you don't have to say anything. You just say, I wish him well, I'm out. How, how easy would it be to just say, I, I, it's time to move on? Because we've heard several versions of that. That's it. So I, yeah. went, I went to Reddit, which is I'm usually your best place to get reaction. Um, and I didn't get much um, that I didn't really already know or guess. A lot of it was well wishes. I was surprised. And then I went to Facebook and I dug through the Times Free Press Facebook pages and to look for uh, comments about it to see if there's anything that anybody had that might have been even if it was just gossip or rumor to give it a little better idea of what people were thinking about it. And I didn't I didn't get much. I didn't. And and 
I, I don't blame the guy for wanting to get out of the position at all. I just don't know why you would say something stupid like this is the best time to do it. The uh, interim will be a lady who is second in charge, the uh, uh, lieutenant superintendent, I think is what they um, officially, what her title was, Nakia Towns. She'll take over on August 17th. Uh, the The position comes with the uh, understanding through a board uh, uh, rule or regulation that the interims will not be uh, will not be available for the the role in a full time manner. It is a strictly a, a interim situation. She is a uh, a woman of color. That whatever I don't know what that means or if that's important or not. But the the pandemic, Zoom classes, parents are mad as hell. Kids are, are, are grumpy and mad. They're not learning a damn thing. We're graduating kids that, that don't deserve to be graduating. Teachers are, are beyond stress and mad. It sounds like a pretty awful job. It sounds like a pretty, pretty awful job. But it is head-scratching. I'm going to leave a quarter-of-a-million-dollar job, a lifelong guy who's 38 years old in education, to go work for U.S. Express? And then says that this is the best time to hand off the baton to somebody. You just dropped the baton on the ground. <laughs> there was nobody to hand it to. I don't know. That's it. Got to run. Stoneonair.com is how you can find it. Keon will uh, wrap up the morning with you. The Bucks are the NBA champions. See you later. Bye.